there, and welcome back to Seeking Rents, the podcast. I'm your host, Jason Garcia. I'm the publisher of Seeking Rents, a newsletter where we explore the ways big businesses and other uh, special interests influence public policy in Florida. You know, I, I get asked about that name a lot, and, and it comes from a term in economics called rent-seeking. And rent-seeking is what happens when someone with lots of political influence uses their influence to get the law changed in a way that allows them to capture more wealth for themselves, usually at the expense of somebody else. So, you know, the classic example of this would be uh, a big business coming along and writing a tax break for itself for something it's already doing anyway. Um, this is going to be just another uh, quick update from day 22 of the Florida legislature's 60-day uh, legislative session. We're going to try and run through uh, a bunch of bills pretty quickly here. We'll start with uh, Senate Bill 1596. This is um, one of the bills that you've probably been hearing quite a bit about that would weaken the state's child labor laws. Uh, now, to, to be fair, this Senate bill is uh, much narrower than a, a House version of the bill that has gotten um, generated a lot of controversy. This Senate bill is mostly, although not entirely, uh, aimed at letting businesses use teenagers for longer hours, uh, you know, on the weekends or over the summer and holidays, which, you know, honestly doesn't seem all that bad, uh, aside from the fact that the only reason they're doing this is to provide more cheap labor to low-wage employers so those employers don't have to raise pay to attract adult workers. Um, and I suppose there's obviously some hypocrisy that this is the the same Florida legislature that just passed a law saying a 17-year-old was too immature to see a drag show. Um, but, you know, the the interesting thing to watch here is is whether or not uh, the Senate is genuinely interested in just doing uh, if the Senate is genuinely interested in just sticking to some like little stitching around the the margins on this stuff, or if this is just a ploy to get it through committees and that the, the, the final product will end up looking a lot more like House Bill 49, which would essentially allow employers to make uh, a high school 16 and 17 year olds work full time hours during the school year um, and even allow you know, kids to drop out of high school the moment they turn 16 and become full-time workers. Um, that, that bill's actually up on the house floor tomorrow, Thursday. So, um, this, uh, this is an issue that's going to, there's going to be something coming out of this session doing something to child labor laws. That much is beyond clear at this point. Um, another bill moving forward in the house yesterday, house bill 705, um, We've probably talked about this before. This is another one of the bills that tries to attack wage uh, supports for workers. This one is specific to um, construction contractors in the construction industry. It would um, essentially erase what are often called responsible wage ordinances in places like Miami and Fort Lauderdale that require um, construction contractors building big uh, public construction projects to provide certain levels of pay and uh, certain levels of benefits to their employees. Um, this is another bill that is now ready for a full vote in the, the House. Um, and given all the sort of energy being spent around attacking these uh, these wage protections, it, it, it sure seems likely this is something that's going to be in play right, right until the end of session. Um, we'll jump over to a couple of uh, culture war bills uh, moving again this year. Um, one is uh, you may have heard about, it's gotten a lot of attention, is House Bill 395. This is uh, just sort of like a really ugly bill that would make it uh, hard for communities to uh, hold down mo monuments to Confederate uh, soldiers. You know, um, it's kind of one, one of those bills that draws a lot of like um, sort of disingenuous uh, testimony from supporters where they talk about this is a bill about American history when 
what it is, it's it really is specifically designed to stop communities from removing these these uh, these uh, memorials to to Confederate uh, to Confederate heroes. Even even if the communities themselves want to remove them, this is this is essentially the state sort of stopping that from happening and making those decisions itself. Um, another one that I'll, I'll probably talk a little bit more detail because I, I sort of am interested in sort of the evolution of this. This is House Bill uh, twelve ninety one. And this is basically the latest evolution of uh, a bill you've probably heard a lot of talk about over the years, the uh, the Stop Woke Act, which uh, which passed in 2022 is one of uh, one of Ron DeSantis's uh, earliest and most famous kind of culture war like uh, broadsides. This one was where supporters all said they were trying to stop teachers from teaching critical race theory. But but really what that bill was, was just sort of that law is just an attempt to shut down any discussion at all of racism or sexism. I'm I'm not even kidding about that. That law is essentially one long laundry list of concepts that teachers in K-12 schools are forbidden from talking about, all of which are written in, in intentionally abstract ways that make it very hard to pin down exactly what is and is not allowed. And the goal is just to to scare teachers away from any conversations of race or sex at all. Anyway, the, the Stop Woke Act was followed up uh, last year by the passing of Senate Bill 266, which ex- essentially expanded the Stop Woke Act by... Um, by adding those prohibitions uh, at colleges and universities uh, in core courses too, so basically you took the you took all those prohibitions in K twelve classes and and also made uh, professors teaching core courses at colleges and universities stop talking about them too. And Senate Bill two sixty six threw a threw a few more vague taboo par- topics onto the pile too, like prohibiting professors from quote uh, distorting historical events or teaching quote identity politics. Uh, what does identity politics mean in that question or in that context? Great question. The law doesn't say. Um, and and what would it, what would count as distorting historical events? Like is teaching folks that slavery benefited enslaved people a distortion of historical events? You know, who knows? The law makes sure not to define any of this stuff. Again, the point of this is to be intentionally vague and just kind of chill people away from any discussions of racism or sexism at all. Anyway, that brings us back to House Bill 1291, which takes all that taboo stuff from the Stop Woke Act and Senate Bill 266 and then adds them into education prep courses, too. So basically all the classes and training programs that aspiring teachers or school administrators take Um, that would apply to both public colleges and universities and uh, public colleges and universities and also private schools and training providers. Um, you know, the, the way this is evolving, I assume next year we'll see a bill to throw all the same junk into like, you know, prohibit prohibiting people from talking about this stuff in like licensing programs for bus drivers or janitors too, you know, um, uh, it's probably worth noting too, that most of this stuff is almost certainly unconstitutional. Um, federal courts have already blocked Florida from enforcing most of that original stop woke act because it's, uh, because courts have found it's very likely to be thrown out entirely after a full legal review. Um, but obviously, uh, that is not stopping state lawmakers in Florida from doubling down on it. Um, and then the the other thing that was probably most notable yesterday, we saw a bunch of gun bills move forward in the house. Um, the house, uh, advanced uh house bill 1223 which would lower the minimum age uh to purchase a gun from 21 to 18 basically undoing one of the major gun safety reforms they passed in 2018 after the uh the mass shooting at marjorie stoneman douglas high school in parkland um we also saw house bill 17 move forward which uh which would essentially shorten the waiting period for gun purchases right now the 
oversimplifying a bit, but the, it basically the requirement is three days and a background check has to be completed. This would make it uh, just three days, regardless of whether the background check has yet been completed. Um, we also saw House Bill 831, which basically makes it easier to build gun ranges and uh, House Bill 365, um, which uh, creates a right to have a lawyer represent you in a risk protection order hearing. That's that's one of those hearings that gets called when um, when uh, law enforcement thinks you are you may be a, you're too dangerous to have a firearm. So the House Bill 365 would give you would give you the the right to an attorney and if you're if you're poor or low income you would have the right to have a, a public defender or a, or an attorney assigned and paid for you um both those bills move forward and, and you know particularly as it relates to house bill 365 the guaranteeing folks a right to an attorney and a risk protection order you know i i think that one great let's do it um i hope we all, i hope we also do the same thing for folks facing eviction cases too i mean can you imagine a world where we treated the right to housing the same way we treat the right to a handgun? You know, um, hopefully we'll uh, we'll see some progress on that, too, someday. Um, anyway, the the interesting thing about all of those gun bills is uh, from as far as I can tell, none of them have yet moved in the Senate. So it's it's not quite clear how much of this is uh, is just sort of messaging in the House versus um, what we may see happen in the Senate. But um, obviously, if if we're coming out of day 22 here, there's still a. Uh, 38 days to go. So plenty of time for that to change. Okay. That's it for today. Um, uh, as always, if, uh, if you haven't already, please consider signing up for the newsletter. Easiest way to find us is seekingrentsfl.com. The, uh, subscriptions are free. There's uh, no paywall on any of our stories, but there is a voluntary option to, to choose to pay for, to choose to pay for a subscription. If you can afford it, um, please think about doing it if you have the means. Um, thanks for listening, everybody. We'll be back soon.